Today's show is a little bit country. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. And features some major beef. I'll go head on with you all day. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Wednesday, September 1st. We're counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. It's game over for Mike Richards at Jeopardy. The embattled executive producer of The Quiz Show and of Wheel of Fortune has departed his role at both game shows, concluding a spectacular rise and fall that plunged one of America's most beloved TV institutions into behind-the-scenes chaos. Tuesday's announcement of his exit came 10 days after it was announced that he was stepping down as Alex Trebek's replacement as host of the syndicated series. A year after plans were originally revealed for a drama reboot of Will Smith's classic sitcom The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, the rapper-turned-TV actor-turned-movie star has tapped newcomer and West Philadelphia native Jabari Banks as Bel-Air's Will. Smith surprised Banks with the news in a video that you can check out at EW.com. The Game Revival on Paramount Plus has scored some major stars and a premiere date. Actors Tim Daly and Toby Sandeman have been cast in the update of the comedy drama, which originally aired on The CW and later on BET from 2006 to 2015. Daly will play Colonel Ulysses S. Thatcher, a self-made billionaire, while Sandeman will portray Garrett Evans, the top football player in the league. The 10-episode first season of The Revival, which premieres November 11th will also bring back Kobe Bell, who played Jason Pitts in the original series. He joins Brittany Daniel and Pooch Hall, both of whom will reprise their roles as Kelly Pitts and Derwin Davis, respectively. For more on those stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, head on over to EW.com. Now let's get today's show on the road. The CMT Crossroads, that is. Our number three pick is the latest entry in CMT's series of concert specials, this one featuring Grammy-winning rapper Nelly as headliner. To celebrate the release of his new EP, Heartland, Nelly will take the stage alongside such Nashville stars as Florida Georgia Line, Kane Brown, and Breland, highlighting his appreciation of country music and his frequent ventures into the genre over the last decade plus, going all the way back to Over and Over, his 2004 duet with Tim McGraw. Here's a clip from the special featuring Florida Georgia Line. Ah, yeah. You ready to do another one, Nelly? Got to, baby. Talk to him. Ah, 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 yeah. Running on red lights. Pull up to the club just to get to get the head right. Country, a little bit hip-hop. The special will feature new music from Heartland along with performances of Nelly's biggest chart-topping hits, including a few surprises, celebrating the 20th anniversary of his debut single, Country Grammar. It all kicks off tonight at 10 on CMT. Number 
Let's return to Tranquillum for today's number two pick, Nine Perfect Strangers. The star-studded Hulu miniseries is ramping up the weirdness in its fifth episode as the guests all feel the effects of Masha's stronger protocol. At breakfast, the group compares their strangely graphic dreams before Francis is caught off guard by a dazzling blast from the past and face plants into her oatmeal. Here's a clip from the episode. I think maybe you're giving her like too much of that stuff. Or... Okay, it's just I suddenly got so sleepy. Did you guys get sleepy? Uh, maybe we start to reduce your dose. Yeah. Oh, you think maybe? Yeah. Never mind. Never mind, man. She just passed out in her breakfast. I may not be feeling 100%. What is that on my face? It's oatmeal. Why is there oatmeal on my face? Because you took a header into your breakfast. Oh, well, I'm sure that I'm okay, right? Did I have a visitor come see me? That actually happened? No, we don't allow visitors, Francis. Okay. Well, then I'm must have been hallucinating is all because i also thought that you'd given birth to a baby no that part did happen in my dreams <laughs> tony was the father enough already okay like we said things are getting weirder or should we say stranger Elsewhere this week, Lars finds himself in an uncharacteristically vulnerable position. Yao tries to help Napoleon and Heather find their way back to each other, and Jessica and Ben remember who they used to be. And while Zoe celebrates her 21st birthday, Masha makes a startling revelation that will allow her to take healing to the next level. You can see how it all goes down in the latest episode of Nine Perfect Strangers, streaming on Hulu now. It's trivia time. Nine Perfect Strangers starring Melissa McCarthy is a cousin of what other famous McCarthy? Andrew McCarthy, Jenny McCarthy, or Cormac McCarthy? Stick around for the answer and our number one pick. What to Watch will be right back. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. It's been a while since we checked in with what the EW staff is currently watching. So today we have digital writer Nick Romano here to fill us in on a show he's been loving lately. Hey, Nick, how's it going? It's going very well. Thank you for having me today. Of course. Glad to have you here to talk about this show that uh, is so interesting and so intriguing. But first, I've I've got to set you up here properly with the question, what you watching? Well, what I'm watching is What If, um, the new Marvel Disney Plus series, which is also the first Marvel Studios animated series that they're doing that's technically a part of this vast cinematic universe that we all know and love. It's really cool. I really consider it to be like professional 
grade fan fiction because (laughs) it takes place after the events of Loki, which kind of sent, you know, the Marvel timeline into all different Mm -hmm. directions. And so this show really digs into what all of these alternate realities might look like. In the first episode, we see that, you know, it's not Chris Evans, Steve Rogers, who takes the super soldier serum. It's actually Mm -hmm. Haley Atwell's Peggy Carter, and she becomes a superhero herself, the very first Avenger. And that, I think, is what I really love about this show, because it's not crazy alternate realities of what we know from the Marvel Universe, but it's things Mm -hmm. that have been tweaked ever so slightly that have such dramatic impacts on the stories that kind of play out. Um, Lots of different uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe veterans are kind of returning to voice Mm -hmm. um, their characters in these new environments in this show. Haley Atwell is somebody... I mentioned previously, um, Sebastian Stan came back as Bucky Barnes, the Winter Soldier. Um, we also have a really touching uh, posthumous uh, voice role from Chadwick Boseman, which I think caught yeah. me off guard a little bit. Um, he comes in as the second episode, um, and in this episode two, it's not you know Chris Pratt's Peter Quill that becomes Star Lord, um, but it's T'Challa. Um, and we get to see how that plays out. But um, just like hearing his voice after all of this time, just like talking yeah. and reporting about Chadwick's death, it definitely, you know, chokes you up a little bit for sure. Yeah. You know, it's it's just a nice, not necessarily surprise because people knew uh, it was coming. But for all of those fans to have that, you know, because he didn't get to do a second movie to at least have something else of him from this uh, is is really special for sure. Also, You can't do this series and have someone else voice Nick Fury. So Samuel L. Jackson, everyone better believe, is back in that role, too. The one that people are kind of surprised we haven't heard from yet. uh, Do you think Chris Evans is the biggest one so far that we haven't seen reprise his role here? Yeah, so far. I mean, I mean, look, he has done I I can't even count how many times he's appeared in the Marvel Cinematic Universe over the years. And he has definitely made it clear that he really wanted to retire after Avengers Endgame. That said, I mean, who knows? I mean, never say never. But yeah, I think it'll be really exciting to see what kind of big stars we get as the series progresses. Mm -hmm. You talked about how, you know, Loki opened up the reality of these alternate dimensions. But what impresses me is just the the bigger picture thinking here about everything, because, you know, one could just look at this and say like, oh, Disney Plus is doing, you know, this little series kind of what if. But it's not just like a, a one off, you know, it doesn't just stand alone. Like there is a reason and a purpose for when it debuts, what it's exploring. I'm just really impressed by all of that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that it's not a coincidence that this is coming before we see Spider-Man No Way Mm -hmm. Home, which is all about Doctor Strange um, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe timeline, um, warping reality um, and bringing all sorts of kooky characters from, you know, even different sort of Marvel universes like the sony Mm spider-man movies we already know alfred molina is reprising his doc ock from spider-man 2 the sam raimi directed spider-man 2 for this new movie um and then after that we're getting doctor strange and the multiverse of madness which also brings in wanda maximoff the scarlet witch and to that point i mean one detail about what if that I think kind of really is kind of teeing up the events of Multiverse of Madness 
is actually the presence of Cagliostro, because in the comic book, Cagliostro is sort of the name, one of the many aliases given to this sorcerer who has really strong ties to the Darkhold. And if anyone who has seen WandaVision will know, you know, Wanda Maximoff finds the Darkhold at the end of it and is reading through it, learning all about magic and sorcery and her place and all of this. And I don't think that is a coincidence. So I think there will definitely be a tie-in between What If and that movie. Makes a whole lot of sense. I'm going to guess your theory is correct. If all of you want to catch up on What If, actually the fourth episode is new today. You can check out all of those on Disney+. Plus. Nick, thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. And now grab some popcorn, maybe a gray goose on the rocks with lemon, and get ready for a spectacle on today's number one pick, The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. The simmering tension between Erica and Sutton is finally boiling over in tonight's episode as the two face off at a dinner party hosted by Kathy, which becomes, if the episode's title is to be believed, The Dinner Party from Hell which is a throwback to a memorably intense dinner party from the city's first season. But first, Kyle celebrates her 25th wedding anniversary and assesses the progress at Sutton's new home, while Dorit hopes her new business venture is the right fit for her family. Then, Crystal invites Erica, Garcelle, and Kathy over for a dinner where duck is served, but beef is on the menu. So not one, but two drama-filled dinners in this episode— Talk about a full meal. Here's a preview. You think that it's possible that it is a sham, the divorce? It looks fishy. She is from a more conservative background. You should be lucky that people know who the you are. Well, hello, President, madame. Is everybody ready for dinner? I don't trust that what you've told us is the truth. You didn't have to go out and get panicked about something that does not even affect you. I don't agree with that. You said to me at your house, Erica lied. I'll go head on with you all day. Don't talk to me like that. Or what? Seriously. Or what? Or nothing. Shut the up. You know, every time I think this season can't get more intense, I am proven oh so wrong. The party begins on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills tonight at 8 on Bravo. And lastly today, the answer to our trivia question, Melissa McCarthy is a cousin of what other famous McCarthy? Andrew McCarthy, Jenny McCarthy, or Cormac McCarthy? We won't mask the answer anymore. It's Jenny McCarthy. Melissa actually made her first TV appearance on Jenny's eponymous NBC sitcom in 1997. Well, that is going to do it for today's episode. We'll have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm senior TV editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. What to Watch. Today's episode of What to Watch was written by Tyler Aquilina. Edited and produced by Joshua Heller, hosted and produced by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Shana Naomi Crockmall and Carly Usdin.